Coming up on a fresh edition of the Devil's Puck Luck podcast, let's go ahead and take a look. After the NHL deadline has cleared, where do the Devils stand in the Eastern Conference? Other teams around the league that made some really big moves. And ultimately, what are the new lines that we want to see when Timo Meyer will make his debut? Not against the Vegas Knights, but it is coming soon. We'll break it all down next. Oh, my friends, wouldn't you know it? It's the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast. As we told you at the top, he's Danny McDonough, your 20-year season ticket holder yes, for your New Jersey Devils. I'm Adam Armbrecht. I cover the uh, Brooklyn Nets for the Locked On Nets podcast. I cover the New York Giants on the One Giant podcast. And I cover the Devils on the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast. And Danny, we did our first episode to rave reviews. Yeah, no, was, people. thank are, you everybody who uh, took the time to listen. Champing at the bit for more content here. Absolutely. You right there, buddy? I, I want to make sure that I really got my, my palate ready for this conversation that we're going to get into. Whistle. So off the top, we're going to talk a little bit more about specifically the Devils. A um, minor move got made. And let's just start there. We'll take a look at the lines. We'll go around the league a little bit. And then we'll preview the Vegas Knights matchup tonight, which, most important news, at least from a Devils fan perspective, no debut for Timo Meyer tonight. We'll wait to see. Um, taken off of, though, the injury list. Just not going to be available for this evening. Um do you, when you look at the minor move, before we even mention the move, were you disappointed that the Devils didn't make that next big play, something that really bolstered their depth a little bit more beyond the Timo Meyer trade? I think there was a lot of players off the board, um, Domi being one of them going to the Dallas Stars. Um, I was not disappointed. I actually really liked the move, and I think a lot of Devils fans, when they heard the name Lazar, they're like, ooh, why? What happened? He's got five points. So I think a lot of Devils fans and a lot of NHL fans out there were kind of confused by the move. I love the move. I think that is going to add to the depth that we need, the bottom six. <laughs> also, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, don't don't hold go on. to Wood. You can't go no, to Wood hold yet. on, hold on. What you, so the first thing you like about it, and I, li- I like yeah, the depth. We get that. But you mentioned this when we were preparing. You like also that he signed through 2024-25, right. only a million dollars per year. Yes. So you have you know some nice flexibility there. But the real reason you like it is because you feel like it's getting Wood further out of your lineup. <laughs> well, well, no, I, I still think Wood's going to play, believe it or not. I think uh-huh. the BMW line is going to stay intact. And we'll get to how Wood had a great game against the Avalanche. And listen, I can admit that. You know, If you're follow, following us on Twitter, you know that I've said that and I admitted it. Um, he had a great game. I think one of his best of the year, actually. But no, I think the BMW <laughs> line is going but to stay no. intact. Lazard, actually, believe it or not, I think is going to be put in the lineup in place of someone like Boquist. Um, I've said it many times. I think Sharon Govich has slipped a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think he needs a wake-up call, so he might be put in the lineup for him and give uh, Sharon Govich a wake-up call, maybe. But you know, like you said, this move is not just for this year. This move is going to add to the depth for next year when most likely we are not going to sign Wood again. And I don't hate the... <laughs> <laughs> you start to see that there. I don't hate the idea of bringing a guy to pressure other players, right? Because that's a right. part of what you can accomplish over the back end of this season here is let's just confirm or deny if our depth is where it needs to be. So sure. a player like Lazar, you bring him in, hopefully it does push some of those players 
um, to just get the best possible rotations going through. One little note. Oh, I can't throw that one away just yet because um, Harrington came over in the trade for Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. He's now a duck after going off of waivers. That's a big yeah, one. That one. That one's a big one yeah. here. Thank you for the uh, the tenure time as a New Jersey Devil, Harrington. Seemed a little bit sarcastic. But uh, as we turn our attention then to the lines for the Devils now, Mm -hmm. talked about it in the last game on the broadcast. They were saying it's going to be really hard to break up that Mercer line. It's just playing so well. You like how complimentary they are with one another. Um, So then that's the the Timo. That's the Timo Jack line then we're going to be moving to. Yeah, I think it's going to be great for Jack. I think that he's struggling a little right now. And for Jack to struggle, that means he's still playing very well in NHL standards. You know, he's still playing fine. You know, a lot of people think that his injury is lingering Mm -hmm. and even a 90% Jack or an 85% Jack is still going to be great. Um, I think he's struggling with Sharon Govich on that line. You know, watching the avalanche game specifically, um, you know, I saw some plays that basically Sharon Govich didn't finish, you know, nice passes from, from Jack and from Brat. And I think getting that that spark, obviously, with Timo on that second line with him is going to be awesome. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of goal scoring. I think you're going to see a lot of passing that is gorgeous, like gorgeous, gorgeous, like the uh, Hughes gorgeous. pass. Yeah, gorgeous. But, you know, it, it's going to be fun because remember, <laughs> these two guys, Jack and Timo, shoot a lot. They shoot the puck a lot, you know, but they also can definitely pass the puck. So it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So that you, because you meant the thing you mentioned about not maybe being rewarded on some of his passes, uh, Hughes, when mm-hmm. you're playing on that line, and you know they've had he has a great combination with Brat. Do you then think that inserting Timo Meyer affords Hughes to be a table setter for for bigger stretches of the game, where then that pressure, like what we saw a lot in these recent games, is a lot of overskating, trying to get to something, trying to get to some place on the ice where he can have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Does this make it easier for him to say, well, if I make the good, clean, crisp pass, like that little skate pick in the ice reverse that he got over on the back post to Brat, like, is that what we could see more of down here where the scoring of goals is not as important to Jack Hughes in the short term getting to the playoffs? I think it's going to be a nice combination of Timo and Jack scoring. I I think you're going to still see his numbers. He's going to get 50 goals this year. I think he's on pace to get 51 or something like that. He's definitely going to get 50 goals. He's second in assists on the team as it is right now. Right, so he's still going to do what he's doing. You know what I mean? There's not going to be a lot of change in his game. I think just being able to have that physical winger for Jack is going to help so much getting those dirty pucks, you know, near the net, you know, cleaning up like that. So it's listen, it's this is technically the number two line because you're going to call the the Nico line and the Mercer line and the tuna line the number one. But these are two number one lines. Yeah, they're just two number one lines. And for the top six, they're going to compete with any team in the NHL. Okay. I agree with you. But I'm not here to push you. But here's the thing. And I want to know from Devil fans too when we release this episode. Comments in the YouTube channel. You can subscribe as well. Absolutely. Sharon Govich is really, really, really struggling. And I think that is one of the big things that the Devils organization needs to look at in the next five, six games going forward. Because realistically, if you're going to have him playing with top six type lines, but he's not now, though, is he? He's not going to after Timo comes in. Right. But now he is because the lineup's staying exactly the same from last game. He he struggled. He's sloppy against the boards. He's giving the puck up in the neutral zone. He's defensively not getting his assignments. Um, it, it's he's he's played well on the PK. You know, he's he's done sure. well on the penalty kill. But you know, he's a liability on that second line. And, and realistically, for me, when Lazard is inserted into the lineup with Timo back, he's the odd man out right now. To me, he's the odd man out. 
because ah, I was going to say, like, what adjustments would you make going into lines three and lines four? But you're saying that you drop him right out of. I'm I'm taking you take him, him off the board. Yeah, I'm wow. putting Timo okay. on the second line, and I'm giving. Honestly, tonight, what I would do is I'd probably put Palat on the second line, but I know mm-hmm. that's not going to happen, you know, because it's just right now way the way every line is rolling why don't you just use wood why don't you just use wood the way every line was rolling against the avalanche offensively why would you mess with it lindy's not going to touch those lines no you you can't yeah the production's at least been there anyway little side note on domi who you had mentioned as being a guy that you might like 49 points in 60 games led the team yeah for the chicago blackhawks um and they just really it's a great throw they jettisoned they jettisoned off off camera it's it's going really well for us over here um (laughs) They just kind of shot him out of a cannon. It's just, it's funny to me, man. I know that the Blackhawks aren't the Blackhawks from a few years ago, um, but it's weird to see Kane go. You know, we're going to turn our attention here in a second to the NHL overall and other teams that make some big moves. The Rangers are among them. The Bruins are among them. The Toronto Maple Leafs are among them. But um, Chicago Blackhawks are going to need a little bit of time here. Which I just think is interesting for a team that's obviously been a stalwart in these last handful of seasons. I mean, the times the have changed, right? You know, yeah, yeah. At original sixteen, that's not competing. You know, they're just a bad team right now, and, and it's unfortunate for the Chicago Blackhawks fans, but it's going to go into uh, rebuilding mode real quick for them. Before we then turn our attention to the NHL at large, we're going to play a little game here. We're going to have some fun over the course of uh, this podcast because. I do a lot of this work, and I want to have a good time while I'm doing it. So a little bit of trivia here for you, Dan. I'm going to try to do my best to keep my ankles out of the shot. I don't know if anybody wants to experience that. <laughs> this is uh, what we'll affectionately be referring to. If not hockey, then what, Dan? Oh, you're, you're throwing me into the fire here. If not hockey, what would these people be doing as their profession? On the left, you obviously everyone knows Timo Meyer. You may not even recognize the guy on the right, who is Curtis Lazar. Yes, I did know that. Now, not not you. I'm saying people in general. <laughs> I know I know you knew who they were. Let's start with uh, the less important acquisition here, okay. Lazar. If he was not an NHL hockey player, what would he be? I see Lazar being that guy at like a Home Depot or Lowe's. That's like the the main manager, just smiling. Like okay. Greeting people coming in, you know, dealing with the situations, right? Doesn't he have that kind of look to him? Now, and, unfortunately. And not to cut you off. Yeah. He apparently, from what I'm hearing, is great for a locker room. So that's why I'm kind of thinking of him out front as like a manager type, you know? Interestingly enough, uh, my, my my partner, Courtney, she saw the photo. She said maybe like a, a nurse, a male nurse of some kind. Yeah. Caring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the correct answer. Oh, oh, there's a correct answer. Yeah, here. but the oh, right, right answer that we were looking for, uh, we would have accepted a poor man's Zach Wilson, who will be the star of the Hallmark movie about his life. That would be the option there. Jets fans out there will appreciate that. And we can actually, let's see if we can do a little bit of this here. Bring ourselves up. That will leave that just the way it is. Quickly here, though, before we move on, uh, Timo Meyer. Take a look at that gentleman over there. Let's keep it clean. Uh, What do you think he would be doing if not playing hockey? Keeping it clean, right? We're keeping it clean. Yeah, we're a a family (laughs) podcast. And we're also a team podcast, too, as a member of the organization now. I'm going to go ahead and say I see him being like a hedge fund guy, you know, a financial analyst. I can see him on Wall Street. You know what I mean? A very serious guy that is going to make some serious money. This is not even a joke. Let's go ahead and drop the coverage here, friends, so you can see. That is correct. Wait, did you really have One that? of the two answers was term life insurance salesman <laughs> or hedge fund shark. It's right there on the top. It's right there. Oh, you top. really have it. Got it. Hedge fund shark. So bottom line is uh, both Timo and... Lazar have some options for themselves if it doesn't work out you, at the NHL level. You're really keeping me on my toes here. That's right. Let's turn our attention now 
if we could, over to the NHL at wide. I mentioned some of the teams that made some big moves. When you saw Toronto adding five total, a lot of defense, mm-hmm. a lot of depth, um, a lot of pressure for them now, though, because they this was an all-in kind of, all you know, when you get five guys, when you bring in five guys, <laughs> I think you're making a pretty big statement, not only about what you want to do, but also about why you had to go do this. Well, I, I love Ryan O'Reilly on the team, you know, and, and now it's the East is such a juggernaut. We talked about this in our first episode that all these teams in the East. X-Men. Are gonna, what's that? Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Yes. X-Men. Yes. Yeah. You just, you just went with it and you just rolled with it. No, but the East, listen, the East is a powerhouse. Try to stay focused. They're a powerhouse. And at the end of the day, all these teams are going to try and make that significant move. Toronto is one of them. You know, they had, to me, one of the best trade deadlines. Um, Boston is another one. I I don't even know how Boston is getting better and better, but they're somehow doing it. This team is ridiculous. (laughs) I was reading an article. It was like, you know, who won the trade deadline? You go through the grades. Devils did well uh, in there, certainly. But it was like, and who's the the team to beat? And then just the tagline was, well, the Bruins, obviously, yeah. Yeah. because they were already, and now they somehow got better. Yeah, Orlov, Hathaway, you know, signing pasta to a, a $90 million extension. It, it's unbelievable what Sounds they're doing delicious. in Boston. It, it's, it is delicious for pasta. the city of Boston, I'm telling you. But they're going all in now because they're a veteran team. You know what I mean? They're clicking on all cylinders right yes. now. So it's a matter of really just putting the pedal to the metal, so to speak, and just – did I say that right? Metal to Pedal to the metal? Pedal to the metal. I said it right. Yeah, I said it right. But just going for it, you know what I mean? They're that good. That you should have just gone for better. it with that with that saying. <laughs> just made sure. Would have been it. better. But no, and going back to your Toronto thing too, it, it, Toronto uh, losing in the first round of the playoffs has been brutal for that city. And they're going to run into Tampa again. And there's a very good chance they could lose in six or seven, you know? And it, it's with the East, it's anybody, you know? It's We were yeah. talking about this first episode, you know? It's... If the Canes play the Rangers, think about the Canes playing the Rangers if, if we get the number one spot in the Metro, which I still think we can do. Um, there, there's so many powerhouse teams in the East that anybody can literally come out of the East right now. Yeah. Well, well, I shouldn't say that. Anybody, to me, can go and play Boston. You know, it's There's four teams that are very likely to play Boston. The most important distinction there is any team that makes the playoffs can come out of the East. Clearly. You don't get to go <laughs> if you're not in it. So some teams won't be able to do that. Um, the other one, obviously, uh, Kane ends up with the Rangers, yeah. finally. Um, didn't look good in his first game, though. Am I right? No, I didn't. He's not the same player that he was. Uh, but is that the difference between, because I guess when you think about the the Devils and adding Lazar, it's like this little marginal move. Kane is, is more of a name. But how, how do you look at that the way the Rangers seem to say, like, there's something else here that we need in theory? Like they're going to try to squeeze some last drop of Kane no, to of get course. value on the back end of the season. Listen, the Rangers are one of the teams. They're my top, one of my top teams at the trade deadline. They added Tarasenko. What you saw against Ottawa, if you guys watched that game um, last night, um, Tarasenko is coming to, into his own now, and he's starting to click. And, you know, he was struggling a little bit earlier in the year, obviously, but now that he's with the Rangers, he's really starting to find that groove. And that goal yesterday was unbelievable. I don't know if you saw that goal that he had, but... I think it's going to be the same thing for Kane. Give him, you know, give him a couple games to to adjust, and it's Patrick Kane. He's going to be fine. He's going to be great. He has the playoff experience. This is what the Rangers wanted to do. They didn't give up a lot to get him. So, you know, they're one of the teams that that definitely did win at the trade deadline. Brown to the Senators. A little bit of center depth there. Thought that was a nice pickup. Chickering to the Senators. Senators are another team that had an incredible. Chickering was the, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, the, he, phenomenal phenomenal uh trade deadline too it, it is funny that um some of this is like all a lot of the other trades some trades happen far earlier 
Sure. And then by the back end of it, before we ended up, before we started to record, it's like you're just backtracking. And some of them are marginal moves. Like a lot of the, like just before the deadline ones become a little more marginal. This has been an absolutely insane trade deadline for the NHL. It, it's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of moves. And it's because the East is that good, you know? And I know we're talking about it a lot, but, you know, these teams are now competing. You know, they're competing yeah. to, they're basically right there with each other when it comes to talent level. And playoff hockey is a different type of hockey, it's a completely new season. It is a different animal. So, you know, one of the reasons for me why I put the Rangers up there as one of the winners in the trade deadline, yeah. Tarasenko and Kane have that experience, you know, and and now obviously, you know, Kane playing with Panarin, they have that connection. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, right. It, it's an absolutely great move for the mm-hmm. team, for the organization to move forward and try to really push, you know, in the playoffs. And And for more for the Devils is the Devils are winners because we added a young superstar, which to me was the best offensive player that was available do, at the trade deadline so do you think out of the teams and then we'll uh one last footnote and then we'll move into a little bit of game preview and reaction from the last one there where the devils put up seven goals against mm-hmm. the avalanche um do you when you look about the moves that were made do the devils fall into the category of made a move for now and for later and and does that matter, the distinction between what you accomplish now versus later? Like the Rangers who are saying, the guys we brought in, it's about right now, it's about this year, sure. it's about what we want to accomplish, right? And we talked first episode about how the Devils can be set up for success long-term. Absolutely. So do, do you make that distinction when you look around the league? You do. I mean, you see some of the teams, like Boston, for instance, You know what they're adding now is essentially they're going into it this year saying, we're going to win the Cup. You know, oh. Adding Orlov and Hathaway the way they did as oh. well. They're going in to win the cup. You right. know, it, it's they know that they have a veteran team. Obviously, signing Pasternak to the to the extension is huge for the future for that team too. But you know, to me, Boston was not supposed to nearly do what they did um, this year, and and they're just running away in the East, and they're going to oh, go all in. Obviously, so you get influenced by surprising yourself with 100%. where your team is, and then you think, oh, well, now if we had pieces, right, exactly. And to answer your question, with obviously Timo Meyer coming here to the Devils, it's. It's not just about now. We're we're pushing for now, and we are definitely contending for the cup. Um, but it's about the future too. You know, this team to me for the next four or five years is going to be contending for the cup. Last note: um, neither the Van Riemsdyk, Van Riemsdyk, neither of the Van Riemsdyks went anywhere, including younger brother Trevor, who stays in Washington, and that went from being maybe getting traded to they'll probably talk to him about extension. Washington did a great <laughs> Washington is, did a great job as sellers too. They got a lot of pieces back, a lot of picks, a lot of cap move. Um same with Nashville. You know, Nashville has like nine picks now. Yeah. And they moved some some money around, which was great, but no, that doesn't surprise me too much. Um I know that uh James Van Riemsdyk, there was a deal in place with the Red Wings and it fell apart. Um but no, it doesn't surprise me too much the Middletown New Jersey natives didn't get moved. That's right. They're from local boys. That being the case, then let's turn our attention to not only the Vegas Knights tonight, Mm -hmm. you'll get to see this in two formats. If you're watching this right now, as it's premiering, you can also be jumping over and just seeing just the the takeaways from uh, last game. And then looking forward to this game, let's go back at that avalanche game. I mentioned it there, seven goal scorers, seven different goal scorers. None of them named Jack Hughes. That in a way I think is actually should actually be a great thing. Of course, because it's just balance. It's consistency. You don't have to look at it from any one source. What else did you like coming out of that game? Box score-wise, we look at it and kind of, I think, typically we're going to see uh, they get out hit 23-13. The physicality is something we'd like to see more of after the deadline, obviously. But what else did you like specifically coming out of that game beyond just what was an absolute (laughs) 
I'm going to call it total chaos in the second period sure. when you have that many goals getting scored. Devils yeah. up three one at yeah. the break and then end up in a real barn burner. I blew my parlay bet based on them scoring that empty netter. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get to that. That's to pretty that. funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, we were up 5-1, and then it was 5-4 in the second, so that was pretty scary. But jumping off, two words, fast start. We're talking about 21 comeback wins for this team. We don't want to worry about that as much moving forward, going toward the playoffs against these good teams that we're going to play. The fast start is huge, and it is key for this team moving forward. Um, you know what I loved about the, uh, like you just said, Jack wasn't a scorer, you know, and the fact that we're spreading the puck around, and you have everybody scoring, Palat scoring. Um, you know, you got Wood scoring, Adam. That's right. Scored. Um, you know, he played well. He was grinding it out. He was um, beating people to the puck on the boards. He was him and McLeod were directly responsible for that Hamilton goal, too. So, you know, that's what it's about. It's about forechecking. It's about finishing. And most importantly, it's about being physical and being aggressive on the boards, which is what this team needs. One of the other things that I think I remember, I had to go and look um, face off percentages. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about the deadline, was there a guy, was one of those guys that you were looking at because it just crossed my mind before we move on it? Games I've been to live with you, for the most part, I think the Devils do a nice job on face offs. Absolutely. But did you want to add a little bit of depth there just in terms of guys that you can rely on for those instances? Because it was a I'm not noodle too, of a thought I had. Yeah, no, I'm not too much worried about that. You know, McLeod and, and Halla have definitely been great uh, face offs with Nico doing it as well. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, you know, for me, it, it was all about the physicality and adding the bigger wing, which we did with Timo. Yeah. And obviously with Lazard being that defensive-minded forward that is a big body, led his team, the Canucks, in hits yeah. this year. So, you know, he's going to push some bodies around, you know, which is what we need. We need that physicality. We need that strong play on the boards, which from like a Sharon Govich lacks, you know. Yeah. And, and you insert Timo right away, and you're going to get a lot stronger play on the boards I mean, it's the same thing with Lazard, you know, and that's going to be the tough, really the tough part is finding out who is going to be out of this lineup. Because, listen, everybody, even Boquist, you know, if you see Boquist go out of this lineup, you're upset about it because he's been right. playing pretty well lately. And that's the hard part about it when we're using what is always the example. When there's a guy you feel like you want to have out of the lineup, it's so much easier to say bring in someone else and oh, shove yeah. them down the list. The more difficult thing is when you feel like guys are playing so well and you still want to get better and hopefully they don't end up having not a bad reaction, but just bad results in terms of, of having course. to adjust their expectations, how many Absolutely. minutes they're playing, what lines they're on, right? So some chem there's going to be some chemistry shift here too. Guys that have all yeah. been playing all year together, but now line to line, you're going to see some differences there once Timo goes in. Yeah, and I think going back to what we were talking about with the Rangers and Kane having a bad game, you know, last night against the Senators, I, I think it's just face value looking at it. It's like this is a brand new team, you know, that he's playing with. This is brand new lines he's playing with. You know, the chemistry is always going to be different when you go in and you jump in. You know, and, and Devils fans, too, don't get nervous if Timo comes out the first game or two and it doesn't look as fluid. You expect that. You know, it, it's it's part of the, the learning process and the growing process. And one of the big reasons why I think Lindy's keeping him out of the lineup, he wants now he's available for contact, obviously, practice. He's got to get some practice in with these guys. You know, yeah. the, the lines have to roll in the right way. And you just don't want to force something when it's not there and you don't feel comfortable with it yet. And obviously you want to make sure Timo's 100% healthy. Do you think that that, how much of the timeline of him getting into live game action is just cautiously being pushed back to afford some more practices? Like what will they learn? Not even about Timo and the first two lines, but it, can it be more about lines three, lines four? Let's see how those things get shifted. Once Timo's out on the ice. Yes and no. I don't think you want to insert Timo in a place like Vegas, you know, one being one of the best teams in the West that's going to bang some bodies around. I, I really don't think you want to do that. Um, you know, I, I can definitely see him playing against the Coyotes on Sunday. 
Okay. My bet would be he's going to play against the Maple Leafs on the seventh at home. I think it'll be a great first game for him. You know, he's going to have those anxious butterflies. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal atmosphere when we come back to Prudential Center. But, you know, I just look at it like that, Adam. I don't really look at it too much deeper than I think that it's just a matter of making sure, number one, that he's 100% healthy. Number two, making sure he has those contact practices and really gets more under his belt so that he is good to go and feels confident that he's ready to go too. Okay, so the Devils get the win in Colorado. Here's a good moment to take a pause before we preview uh, the Vegas Knights matchup a little bit. It's a friendly reminder. So if you were listening to the first episode, as well you should be, subscribing on YouTube, getting it on the podcast feed, following us on social, we said, mostly Danny said because it's they're not my tickets, um, <laughs> you're going to be giving away tickets later this month in March mm-hmm. to fans that subscribe, that like, that support the podcast, but also that string together a handful of what will be key terms to form. It's probably not going to be a phrase like a sentence, but there'll be some things and they all come together and you get yourself a pair of tickets. And that first term, that first word, that first name is going to be Smid because 12 saves between the pipes in that avalanche game in relief. Like that game was going fully off the rails. And in a lot of ways, the goalie switch might not might it was the thing that changed it because neither goalie was having a particularly solid game um write that name down first and foremost but you were just saying I mean, he's a young player obviously young goaltender but the sample size has been great for him when he's played akira's look great you know i, I think he's going to be in this organization for a while i was super impressed how he came in in colorado and shut the door in the third period yeah. you know but and at that point you you, you it happens in hockey all the time it's you take the chance of if it's not there for our starter, why don't we go ahead and just see if we can get something changed here? Yeah, well, that goes back to the uh, the big question. Is VTech okay? And is this just a little lapse and just a little bit of a downturn, which he'll be fine. Can I ask you a very interesting question about the goalie situation? Okay. Um, when you look at their their average goals against per game, I mean, VTech is the guy, whatever. But do you have a concern level down the back end of the season here? Just around, I mean, we know you want your goalie to be hot at the right time. I think the only concern level is knowing how the devil's goaltending was last year and, you know, kind of seeing it this year flourish into something that was phenomenal. I don't think anybody expected. I'm not concerned really, but you um, have that little bit of like, I have like that PTSD. little thought, like for the love of God, please still play mm-hmm. well goaltending wise. Um, I think Vitek's okay. I think he's in his head a little bit. And if you look at some of the actual images, there was a picture. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter mm. where he was just like, buried down with his hat over his eyes you know kind of looking defeated and you know to me that's where the the nico step up that's where the palat step up and go to that goaltender and your defenseman your core defenseman right right, right. hamilton you know the the siegenthalers the the graves go to him and be like big guy we got you you're not gonna have a phenomenal game every game you know there's gonna be points in the season where you're gonna have a little bit of a rut you know and it, it's his defensemen especially need to pick him up and be like, listen, big guy, we got you. You know, you're going to be good. You're going to get back in there. You're going to go into the game and you're going to be great. So, but Akira, that wasn't, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens. If I'm being honest, because I, I, I just, you're never, nervous. Well, you know, it's not even that. Well, no, here. So two things happen here. I can see it in your face a little bit. You look behind nervous. the curtain. No. Well, here's my two things. One, I love young dudes that are playing well okay and i love i love seeing (laughs) i love i love any young talent that's doing a great job whatever they're doing whether it's sports or otherwise i once saw uh there was a kid playing hopscotch and i'm talking two-stepping just right across the board no problems i said this guy has a future um he went back to school and you never saw him again i just 
I guess I don't know if that's going to take off as a sport, but the bottom line <laughs> is there's some options out there for people. Um, I, I know, but like when, when I see Smith playing the way that he is, the sample size is so small, but in the NHL, when like hot, like, you know, when the hot glove is working, you ride with it. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, when do you start when you piece together? You got a veteran who's kind of sulking on the bench, having a bad game. Those games are going to come. You have the playoffs looming. Like at some point you want to check that box. I think the comfortable thing is that, you know, you can always take a chance on something in game in a playoff game. When you're down three goals, you try to switch it up yeah, a little bit. Um, I just like certainty. And sometimes when you project what you think a player can be a year from now or two years from now, sometimes you get excited to like want that to be happening as soon as possible. There's no certainty in the NHL or sports for that matter. You know that too. It's, you know, anybody's job is basically replaceable, you know, and playoff hockey, especially you've seen yeah. a lot of cup teams that go with, you know, Boston, especially you've seen a lot of cup teams that have gone into playoffs and they're riding the hot hand. They're riding the goaltender that is absolutely killing it. Yeah. You know, so does it mean Akira maybe is just gets really, really, really hot and we play him in the playoffs? Maybe, but I don't I don't think VTEC is gonna fall off that much where you're gonna have to have that concern. Right, you'd have to string together three, four right. more bad performances. Point, point that being even... is let's not overreact about it. Mm -hmm. Let's just kind of chalk it up to just a little bit of a downside in the season for him. I think he's gonna be fine. I'm pretty confident that he's gonna be fine. I also think that the devils are going to clean up a lot of the things they've been doing defensively. So I that's think a, that's, that's a big part of it too. Yeah, of course. So, 12 saves by Smith while impressive doesn't mean that there weren't things that weren't going correctly before oh, sure. he got into Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, the crazy thing is, too, is, you know, Vitek gave up those goals and those three goals in about five minutes to make it a 5-4 game. There was a couple defensive lapses, obviously. <laughs> right. You know, it, right. it's – some of those saves should have been made, obviously. You know, he wants at least two of those goals back. But at the end of the day, it, it's really clean up, cleaning up the areas in front of your net, you know, defensively. That's definitely going to help this team moving forward. Right now, the puck luck you guys get it, is a little bit more in Smith's favor when it comes to those little bounces and stuff. Correct. When Smith first got in the game, I think his, one of his first saves was just pinning his elbow and you know just pinning the puck to himself until the whistle blew. He didn't fully know where it was, if it had gotten yeah, past that. him or behind him. And it's like, again, hey, you made the save, mm -hmm. but that's that little difference sometimes in the way that we look at things. So we'll see how that goes going forward. Now they have the Vegas Knights tonight. This taps back into the Avalanche game. Oh, we're going to do this most when we come on. We're doing two days a week. Anytime there's a game coming up, we'll take a look at it. Follow us over on social uh, where we'll be putting up the game. This is 60 out of 82, so we know we're coming down to the stretch here for the Devils and also where the line stands. And then I'm always throwing out a parlay because I don't believe in single betting serving sizes. It's not the way that I roll. I said it before, the Avalanche game, I got burned on total goals being, being uh, odd. Who bets odd or even on goal scoring? Here's the way it works with me and you're going to want to ride with this philosophy assuming that at some point i win one of these is when you're making a parlay first you want to go with things that you like right so i did over on six goals um i did i think i had an anytime score maybe for mercer you did yeah. um and then you all you want to do is you don't want to be like plus 250 you want to be like plus 355 plus plus 375 so you just kind of start going through and you see what could get you there and frankly it's only an empty net goal i'm so glad. the devils weren't greedy about oh, it i, I would have won six five i am so glad that you're not a gambler like a true gambler because mm. i'm so glad i go with my instincts yeah because th that's that's you, not a winning formula adam just you, so you, know. you say that but when i hit my 11 leg parlay on the super bowl right. ain't nobody scoffing at me so just let you know i swing big and i hit big so 
when you put those parlays in, right? Yeah. And you have like 10 bucks on it. Don't you wish it was like 150? Do you have that feeling? No, because I'm not a degenerate gambler. Thank I like you. to yeah. enjoy myself. That was the big test. Five, I just wanted five to bucks. Test you. Yeah. I just wanted to test you. It's five bucks here or there, and then I enjoy myself. Yeah, Speaking good. of which, in this game tonight, I'm going with, if you after, after that, if you want to ride with me, I went with Devils over three and a half goals, looking for at least four. That would be the eighth streak. They're on an eight, eight-game winning streak they're looking for. Eight-game streak, excuse me. Scoring at least four goals. So mm-hmm. they've been on a roll there. I'll take Mercer anytime goal. It'd be eight straight for him if he can get that as well. And then Devils on the money line, which would obviously be a four-game winning streak. When I originally put this together, I said, like, you know, Vegas loses because they're also on a three-game winning streak. And I was like, well, that's not. Let's do. Let's take this thing and turn it around positively. Devils continue their winning ways. How do you feel about it? that's plus five fifty on the parlay? You want my honest opinion? Yeah. What do you don't like about it? You don't um, think Mercer's going to score? Because you know what was, it was brutal was I can lower that number a little bit and take a Jack Hughes anytime goal to get him rolling. I was I was literally yeah. just going to say. So originally I, I it was a game of like... streaks, right? So Hughes start your streak. And the Devils continue their streak. Yeah, win. I mean, the yeah. fact that he, that Mercer has seven goals in you know seven straight games is, is pretty unbelievable. I can see Mercer having two assists tonight. You know, I, I feel like Jack is going to go off and have like two goals and an assist for some reason tonight. I don't know why. Just a gut feeling. But um, I like the over, though. I do like the over. Um, I'm with you with. Yeah, so I'm going for four goals game. from Yeah, from no, the I Devils. like that. It's If we're going to predict the game tonight, I can see, because I know Vegas has played a bunch of overtime games lately in the last like six or seven games. I could see a 4-3 game in overtime. Ah, you know, I could see I that. 4-2, yeah. 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 I was thinking a straight-up win. I don't need the overtime like for that. that. Listen, that would be uh, better for our nerves, you know? And I think, I just want to I want to clarify this here. If you're talking about Mercer, who's on a seven-goal streak, seven-game goal streak, but he's put up two goals in two of those games across mm-hmm. that streak. So he has nine goals across seven games. Oh, he's been playing unbelievable. Yeah, so one of the 10th. Why, why stop? Why, no, no, why, no, why listen, stop? A, why, why stop? About it. Right before I put in my bet. I want you to win that parlay. I'm going Dawson straight, says I'm no going, thank you. I'm going straight with the over. I'm going to actually buy the half point, the half goal, I should say, to over five and a half, and yeah. that's a minus 130. Put a nice 50 bucks on it. That's all you need to do. Are you confident about this game? Two teams coming in on winning streaks um, in Vegas, obviously on the road. I'm I mean, not, you're confident in every game. I, get. I mean, just to be clear, like, right? Like you didn't, the, didn't Vegas lose to Colorado, I think? Did they lose three nothing? Do I have to, I have to correct you live do, on this yeah. episode? Well, right maybe now? go ahead. But that's okay. Tell you feel about but, the game. We'll um, I'm not as confident. Oh, as did they play I last night? Be. They they beat the Canes actually. Three two. So I'm not as confident as I would be. Obviously, if it was like the Coyotes on Sunday, um, Vegas is a stingy team. You know, they're very good at home. They're uh, this is going to be a tough game. It's a tough test. And I think if we have defensive lapses, I think if we're turning the puck over in the neutral zone and we're not responsible with the puck in the defensive zone, I think that we could easily get beat. However, that being said, I think that we can match them, obviously, with offensive firepower. Okay. I think we're a better team offensively. Um, I think it's just a, a matter of being uh, responsible on your lines and basically covering up defensively where you need to. Samsonite, I was way off. They beat the Canes, uh, did the Knights, but they lost the Avalanche, the Stars prior to that, and beat the Flames. I think what I was hoping for was them going on a four-game losing streak. I think what you're referring to is the Avalanche were on a winning streak before that. That's probably why. But that's okay. Ah, that's all right. That's all right. This is why we're here. It's, it's, ah, a, it's a learning process. You know, it's 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 all right. I only care about the Devils. <laughs> uh 40 15 and 5 36 19 and 6 those are the records for these two teams tonight i I agree with you the overs all those good things for the most part um every time that i watch a game 
I don't want to see less and fewer and fewer mistakes. Yeah. It's- Especially the neutral zone lapses. That's been the most frustrating thing. We talked about it with Jack Hughes when he just seems so desperate to want to make something happen that he actually ends up walking. Here's the, here's the last point I'll make about Hughes and about this team in the neutral zone. I think one of the, you know, problems we'll call this when you have a guy like Jack Hughes, as he's going, as he's looking to gain the zone and get in and start to set up the offense or just put pressure on the defense on ball on his own. When you get guys committing with him mm-hmm. and he gets a little bit romantic with the puck in the middle of the ice, all of a sudden those turnovers become real odd man rushes against the devil specifically yes. when you have that guy, right? When you're a, a balanced team that lacks that special player, you're never over committing either way because you know, it's a team effort every time. Right. When you see Jack, Hughes start to go, you want to be there with right. it. And then that's where I think it's caused some problems for them. No, I a hundred percent agree. Um, thinking about hundred percent. I, I really do. I, that, was great. that was great. You can't but go any higher. Right now, what I think the big thing for the Devils is is really fine-tuning and keeping that consistency, especially with the BMW line. I want to see that fourth line to continue to roll. Yeah. Continue to grind it out on the boards. I think that is such a huge factor to our success, you know, coming down to the last 20 games or so. So, you know, my players to watch tonight is that <laughs> entire line. You know, let's watch the Bastion, McLeod, and, and Woodline and see if they can continue their success. And I'm going to go ahead and say... Michael McLeod is going to score a goal tonight. You know what? He's been a guy um, that we always talk about, like, who's like, who's your favorite? And you go, well, beyond Jack Hughes or beyond, you know. Um, I've been liking McLeod's game lately. Consistent. I've been playing consistent. You know what I mean? And when you think about the the second and third lines you move down, you want to have, in fourth lines, you want to have a guy that looks like you can be relied on. Um, So I've really liked watching his game. So I wouldn't mind that. Maybe um, follow us on social. Maybe the parlay changes. We don't know. We don't know. If we swap out for him, he's McLeod a guy player. that reminds me a little like John Madden from the old days, you know, oh, nice. the old, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's Mike McLeod's a great asset to this team. And, you know, well, this is a good question for you, Adam, who are you looking at defensively to step up their game, you know, tonight? Oh, and who do you think has played better? You know, who, what defenseman do you think has played better for me? It's ball. I think ball has played extremely he was good, well. He was good in that last game too. Yeah, He's, he he's played extremely place. well the last few games and, and you want to look for that consistency, but do you have a specific uh, defenseman that you not maybe not want to see step up, but want to stay consistent. No, you know what, though? I'll say that um, I love Graves, but I didn't think that that was his best game the other night. Like, I th- okay. I thought that he was just, it, 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 again, it's not always a one, it's not a one player related issue, but it, anytime that I see the sequences where it seems a little bit sloppy, where you don't feel like you're grinding out some of those key moments against the boards. So I just, and he's had a great, he's had a great season. It's, it's not a knock on him, of but course. it's more about being in form. And I just I, I let's see a bounce back. I'll call it a bounce back game from him. I um, think I think yeah. also too it's the fact that John Marino is is slowly getting back into things after his injury. I think he's starting to feel one hundred percent, and I think yeah. getting back into the grind for him, um, you're going to see great plays from Marino. He he's to me one of our best defensemen, hands down. Last change, uh, last thing that we'll get out on here on though, I didn't ask. We didn't ask about the power play unit when it comes to Timo Meyer joining this team. Any adjustment there for you? Oh my god, I can't wait for that. You have no idea how I can't wait for that. Um, you know, so you have Plot, Heischer, and uh, Brat, right? Along with Hughes and Hamilton, would mm-hmm. you would you shake up that first unit, or do you go down into the second unit? Yeah, I'm taking Plot off that, I think, and I'm putting Timo up there. You know what I mean? So it, it's and probably pushing Plot down to obviously the second power play unit and taking Wood off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you such knew, you knew what i was gonna such, do there i'll avoid the explicit tag it's such bs no nah, but listen there's Pilat, never a Pilat scenario is physical you know no, i know i know that he is the physicality I, I and he's gonna get those dirty goals in I front understand. of the net so understood 
Understood. Um, I'll be interested to see about how those unfold. And obviously having those guys together on the power play makes them that much more lethal. They've been really successful this year. Um, but also having that second wave inside of the power plays. The one thing that we didn't see as much of as we wanted to was a team that gets into the action on the power play a sure. little bit sooner. So that'll be a fun one to watch. That being the case, they it's a late one, 10 p.m. tonight. They'll tip this one off. You watch this premiere live at 8 p.m. So hopefully we get you a little bit closer to tip off in Vegas where the Devils are going for yet another win here. You get us over on Twitter at Danny the Face, at Adam Armbrecht, and also at NJ Devils PL. That'll be the official show handle, YouTube, and on the podcast, man. We're going to say this every single episode for the first like 700 episodes. We're really trying to build this thing. We want to do it in the right way. We are quietly, without confirming any names at this moment, setting up some really good crossovers, some really good interviews that we're excited to bring to you guys to continue to flesh out not only about this team, but how we feel about them and how we want to cover them. So everyone's support is greatly appreciated. The first video on YouTube saw a really good push. So continue to support us, and we'll continue to support you as the New Jersey Devil faithful. Any thoughts before we go, Dan? Let's go. He don't tonight. call him. Oh, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I didn't think you had anything to say. <laughs> Let's go Devils tonight, baby. Let's do it. Let's get this win. You better believe it, my friends. And we know when that man is on the ice and trying to look nice, it's always going to be gravy. <laughs>